Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Spring is my favorite time to start a new workout routine. With the weather warming up, it feels easier to get into the rhythm of things. Whether you have 20 minutes or an hour for a Pilates class or outdoor guided walk, Peloton has everything you need to help you get going. Get a head start on summer with Peloton at OnePeloton.com. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Hello, my name is Gary Mansfield, and this is a bonus episode of the Ministry of Arts podcast. Now, as ever, let's begin by banging these bongos. Hello, and welcome to this bonus episode of the Ministry of Arts podcast. Before I introduce you to this week's guest, Satur Chong, let me just play you this message. For the third consecutive year, we've partnered with the Kensington and Chelsea Art Week and Art Trail, where we get the opportunity to speak to several of their featured artists. And today's episode is one of those. But before I take you to meet them, let me just give you a little bit of information about the Kensington and Chelsea Art Week and Art Trail. The Art Week is, well, it's just a little bit longer than a week. It runs from the 22nd of June until the 2nd of July. And the Art Trail runs from the 16th of June right up until the end of August. And the Art Trail even has its own art bus. It stops in the location of various artworks and you can jump on and jump off at your heart's content. For the full list of featured artists and a whole lot more information, go over to the Kensington and Chelsea Art Week Instagram page, which is KCAW London, and you'll find everything there that you need. Just before I take you to meet this week's guest, I just want to add on to what you just heard there in that recording. The Kensington and Chelsea Art Week and Art Trail put out an open call each year. And in response, they get applications from any level of artist from world-renowned to those that just create in their spare time. And that is reflected in the artists that are chosen, which makes it a completely level playing field, right? Well, today's guest is exactly that. Satur Chong is a student who will be creating a performance piece this coming weekend, which is the 24th and 25th of June, at 1 and 3 o'clock in the afternoon. 
At the time of recording, the exact site hadn't been confirmed. But it's very much looking like it will be on Exhibition Road. And you can find the details on the Kensington and Chelsea Art Week and Art Trails Instagram profile, which is KCAW London. It looks to be a very poignant and humble performance. And like in a lot of the work created by this artist, there is an underlying tone of humour. Today's guest, Satur Chong, was born and raised in Malaysia and lived in China for several years before moving to the UK to study. And those studies are ending with this performance in question, both this weekend for the Kensington and Chelsea Art Week and Art Trail and for her RCA third year degree show. So please come with me to meet jury artist, sculptor and performance artist, Satur Chong. Hello, morning. Oh, good morning, how are nice you? Nice to meet you. And you? And how are you today? You good? Yeah. And are you looking forward to tomorrow? Yes, very excited. Good, I think so. It We're still busy good. preparing, actually. It's all <laughs> oh. happening in last minute. Well, Seta, we have several questions that we ask each guest. Yeah. And the first being... How would you explain what you do to someone that may not know your work? Mm, if to be described in just one sentence, I would say I do art for fun. I like to make things which has a pinch of humorous wit and is suspicious in terms of how superficial and funny they seem to be and compared to how heavy the meaning me or the audience add on. Recently, I'm making a series of street art combining domestic objects with the existing elements on the street, using toilet rolls, plates, combining into the road lines and focusing on mental color, typically. And also I made a series of variable pieces. Most of them are hats, a very weird hats, like a mannequin hat and a string of hats connected together and mm -hmm. a bald hat. My work goes quite literal and visually provocative in every single pieces. They are all quite direct in pointing to certain interconnections within daily life objects. But looking at all of them at the same time, the entire image becomes very blurred and confusing. I think it's because I feel an attachment for being unfocused in terms of the media, materials, elements and context of my work. I just like leaping from here to there, finding random ideas that I think is inspiring, interesting and funny. And a lot of my inspiration actually comes from my leisure walking at the street, where the random elements kept popping up really helps to create visual collage in my mind. That's why my work now has a lot of elements on the street, because it comes from there. And to be honest, each of the pieces is also conveying a sense of escape. I mean, there is something surprising, something like a plot twist that I tried to synchronize my living and mind state into these works that seems like neglecting a specific personal narrative and mm. it's not autobiographical. But they do content me when I look back onto them later on. With I always perceive myself sitting within a lot of contradictions in culture and personality and used to be unstable. Did you always have creativity in the home growing up? Yeah. And what was that? Was your parents creative? Um, my dad likes drawing, my mum doesn't like, but yeah. I think we are creative in quite a different way. My dad draws things beautifully, I would say, it. and 
I'm not that aesthetical. Yeah. I'm more into a funny, conceptual way of expressing the ideas. Jing yeah. is the relaxed aura, creates like a freedom and space to express my creativity. I think humor is a is a great way to put across a story or a narrative to other people, isn't it? Yeah, it really introduces the audience into your work in a very inviting way. And where was home growing up, Seto? I was born and grew mainly grew up in Malaysia. And what age did you come to the UK? Um, it's like my grow up experience. I born in Malaysia, and I have six years spent in Shanghai, China, because、oh, my、wow. dad worked there. And then I go back to Malaysia to study until high school. And after that, when I was high school, I decided I was going to do some design or creative. Things and then just very naturally considered UK. Yeah, yeah. So I come to Sheffield and study in Sheffield Hallam University for the jewelry and design courses. What made you go to Sheffield, if you don't mind me asking? Not that there should be any reason. Actually, mainly because of the school. Yeah. It's not very many school have jewelry design course. It's quite niche. So I considered London for Central St Martins and Birmingham University, Birmingham City University, and also Sheffield Hallam University. And finally,、yeah. I went there, and it's a nice experience for me.、Uh, after I graduated from my bachelor's, I straightforward to continue the master degree. And so last year, I come to London to study at the Royal College of Art, also in the jewelry course. And I know that Sheffield is a great place to be living. Did you enjoy it in Sheffield? I very enjoy it. A very relaxing and nice pace of life for me, and it's more close to the original living habit of me in Malaysia. Everything happens slowly and peacefully. Not that London is more busy, but I enjoy Lon- London life too. More happening. Is London more like Shanghai? Yeah, definitely more metropolitan. Very fast pace of life. Yeah. When was it you decided you wanted to go into the arts? Was it at a very young age?、Um, I was always into designs, like I wondering I want to design my own room, my own dress, and I want to open a shop and I design all the interiors and style all the things that I design myself. So that's my plan.、Uh, when I was high school, I thinking I just choose one design. That I'm not so familiar with, and it's fresh for me. That's the jewelry design, and at that time, jewelry for me is still a very stereotypical design design. Yeah. But when I come to UK, it's quite different with what I thought. I just step into the culture of contemporary jewelry, where those people they are working in deconstructing and reconstructing the value of materials and restatementing what jewelry is. And finding the relationship between objects and human body, and I think that is a quite similar mindset with contemporary art, but it's a relatively niche and fresh, young area to explore. So it's quite a kind, gentle way to introduce me into a more conceptual art field. Yeah, which I later found myself more into it than the aesthetic part. Oh well. And was you always creating artwork when you was creating your jewelry?、Um, I know that both do blend into each other, 
but at the moment, because of your your MA, there's a definite divide between jewellery and, and your sculptures, for instance, or your performance even. I would say I was just partially trans jeweller because I didn't really create very high class, well-made jewellery. <laughs> they are mer- like the jewellery part and the art part is really merging together into every each piece. Jewellery gives me some sort of attention onto certain focus, like in materials and in value of things. And it turns out in the format of not a jewelry, but a wider wearable objects or even sculpture on floor. Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out-of-pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what-ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Just as you're speaking there, you mentioned that the jewelry that you make is like wearable artwork. Do you think it still has that power of an artwork when it's not being worn? I think it's quite different. I think when the visual conveys that it is a jewelry, it always pointed to a virtual wearer, even though it's not being worn. But I always like to make it into activated state. Yeah. I think the meaning of it really catalyzed when it is really being worn. So that's the best state of it. Yeah. So when that personal connection is taken away, then the artwork does become something else. Yeah, but maybe that's the subject that that artists want to convey. Yeah. It's that when an object detached from the wearer, what does it mean? And how do we see it? Do we still see ourselves within it? And I know that you're doing a performance for Kensington and Chelsea Art Week. Um, yeah. Just this weekend, we're speaking on Friday morning, going into Friday afternoon. I'm going to try to get this episode edited, produced and out today. The performance is just tomorrow. <laughs> so that it can be there for tomorrow. I was surprised with your performance twofold. One, when I first saw the objects you're going to be using, mm-hmm. um, and I, I won't mention those just yet, I thought they were absolutely beautiful. They looked, the, the photograph that I saw of the objects on the tray, if you like, I, I, I loved the material you were using. And then I saw that it was going to be a performance, which I thought was absolutely stunning. If you could just tell us about both the performance and the objects in mind. The object really seems like a beautifully crafted objects, right? Like, so actually a manhole cover set. Brilliant. Um, so I am doing a performance piece. I made a set of teapots and teacups with the patterns of the manhole cover. And it's custard in metal, so the materiality and appearance 
really matching the manhole cover theme. When you place the teapot and cups onto the manhole cover, the cover seems to become a tea tray as a whole set of beautifully crafted objects. I invited people to drink tea on the manhole cover using this set of teacups and teapots and having a chat with each other. This was actually inspired by a quote from Hugo. He said that the sewer is a conscience of the city. Everything there is converged and confronts everything else. In that living spot, there are shades, but they are no longer any secrets. Each thing bears its true form, or at least its definite form. Metal cover, therefore for me, somehow becomes a symbol of coverage of all those dirty water, which means secrets, prohibitions hidden under the city. Yeah. And we step on it with our ignorance under our feet. The manhole tea set I made symbolizes lifting up the covered, dirty sewage water onto the visible level of people's life to be poured out, seep right onto the tongue and enter their conversations. The intention of this work is to gently provoke the right of speech and knowledge of something untold, unknown and unspoken within the public sphere. Also bringing the high-class tea ceremony and the domestic tea ritual at home to the very low ground outside exposed is kind of funny, and building a relation with British tea culture and the tea drinking culture of my own family, where tea time is always a chat time and the catalyst of a private personal conversation. Many of the audience also feedback to me that their first thought of my performance is that it encouraged the busy pedestrians to slow down their pace, just look down, sit down, chilling, and have a tea time, enjoy life. Anyways, a lot of possible interpretations there, but all funny. Yeah, yeah. I I also made a video of it. I edited the scenes of people pouring and drinking the tea together, with some scenes of the flushing dirty water drainage and even the flushing toilet, to arouse association between the tea and the dirty sewage water, and a staggering concept of discovered secret water, being lifted up and went into people's mouth, and their words they spoken. Where you might find the video quite disgusting, at least you are also <laughs> admiring the kind of bad taste like me. Yeah. Is a tea ceremony prevalent in Malay culture? Um, not really in Malay culture, but I am a nationally Malaysian, yeah. but comes from a Chinese ethnic family. Yeah. We used to drink a lot of tea. When you see the care and observation that goes into one of these tea ceremonies, they are a very humbling and spiritual thing, which I've never been a part of one, unfortunately. But to have that in the middle of a street on a manhole cover is just a beautiful juxtaposition, isn't it? Thank you so much. Yeah, I love I, it. I, I like to collage difference and contrasting thing, but in a peaceful outcome. And I must say, even as a commercial venture, I think a teapot with two teacups and saucers made out of the same pattern as a manhole cover, I think would be a, a fabulous thing for yourself. <laughs> yeah, that's right. I should mass produce it to be a product. Yeah, because we all walk over a manhole cover, we give it no, no time whatsoever, but we all recognise one, those matte black solid cast iron manhole and covers now that we found it's beautiful that in your case is becoming a a tray yeah brilliant <laughs> thank you
And you're, could you tell us where you're doing this performance? I'm doing it near the Victorian Albert Museum. Mm. It's in the exhibition road. But we are still working on deciding the exact locations and we will post it on the KCW website and also Instagram. So please follow up if you have time to come and see, very welcome. And we have a link to do the reservation, but actually just come on. It's also going to be part of your MA show, isn't it? Yeah. I am recently quite busy in preparing my graduation show for the Royal College of Arts. And it's in this 30th of June, I think. We're showing in the Battersea campus. So yeah. it's quite collide with the KCAW Art Week. That's why I'm doing the second time of performance in the Battersea campus of RCA because there is a perfect manhole spot there, just <laughs> on in front of the Dyson building. So if you miss the time of my first um, performance, please feel free to come for the second time and also visiting the RCA exhibition. Excellent. And have you got anything coming up after your degree show? Yes, me and my classmates are planning for a group show. We are exhibiting in a contemporary jewellery gallery in London. Oh, wow, nice. Yeah. And so where can anyone see your work if they're not able to get to the performance, be it on um, website or social media? I haven't got a website yet, although it comes, but uh, you can go to my Instagram account. It's S-A-T-U-R.C-H-O-N-G, Satur Chung. Brilliant. Well, Satur, I wish you all the very best of luck. And I, I hope to see the teapot and teacups for sale. Oh, in the thank shop, you so in much. The, for sale in the shop soon. <laughs> um, I will tell so, you whenever I made one. <laughs> so that is the Manhole Tea Ceremony performance is this Saturday and Sunday, 24th and 25th. Very probably on Exhibition Road, but check KCAW London on yes, that's right. for details. And is it being recorded? Yes. If we miss it, hopefully we can we can watch it. Yeah, I would definitely time. play the recording of the whole process to who know I vote to come. Excellent. Right, Satya, I hope you have a great weekend. Um, yeah, it looks hope like you it's too. gonna be a lot of fun. And um, I, won't, I can't get there, but I look forward to seeing the video of it. Thank you All so much. Nice to meet you. See you later you. on. Sarah. Hello, I'm Vestalia Chilton, the director of Kensington and Chelsea Art Week and Art Trail. You've just been listening to one of our featured artists. Make sure to keep these dates for the Art Trail starts on the 15th of June and lasts all summer. And Art Week starts on the 22nd of June and ends on the 2nd of July. All of this information is on our website, kcaw.co.uk. We look forward to welcoming you. If you've got an exhibition or any other creative project within the arts, or even just want to promote your own artwork, you could do that in podcast form similar to the one you've just listened to. They start at a convenient price point that is comfortable for any artist working on a budget. This podcast itself is created by working artists and we know how important that is. So to find out more information, you can email us on ministryofartsorg 
at gmail.com or on Instagram at ministryofarts.org. Ta-da! Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.